Welcome to the Daryl Smith Podcast Show. Our voices, our views, our generation. Let's conversate. Hello again and good afternoon, everybody out there on this beautiful Monday, July 19th, 2021 here from Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, coming live again here from Podcast Town and Serendipity Labs. I want to get started by kicking off by saying, first thing I want to talk about today is about the unfortunate situation about the Delta variant that's racing across this globe and is now, unfortunately, has been here in the U.S. for a little while and is starting to really affect individuals who have not been vaccinated they get their coronavirus or get their vaccines or shots and talk about the five things you need to know about the Delta variant. Based off the article that was printed uh, here, published July 15th by Kathy uh, Catella, the five things you need to know about the Delta variant is that the first thing is that this Delta is more contagious than any other virus strains. The Delta is named for B.1.617.2, a SARS-CoV-2 mutation that originally surfaced in India. The first Delta case was identified in December last year, 2020, and the strain spread rapidly soon to be the dominant strain of the virus in both India and also Great Britain. Towards the end of June, the Delta had made its way up to more than 20% of cases in the U.S., according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, estimates. The World Health Organization has called the version of this virus the fastest and the fittest. In mid-June, the CDC labeled Delta as a variant of concern. It's also surfaced also in South Africa. The two variants first diagnosed in the U.S. in the Gamia strain identified in Brazil also too. The second thing you need to know also is that unvaccinated people are at risk. People who have not been fully vaccinated against the COVID-19 are more at risk. Recent study shows that kids and young people are, should be concerned as well. A recent study from the United Kingdom showed that children and adults 50 were two and a half times more likely to become infected with the Delta variant. No vaccine has been approved for children ages 5 to 12 as of yet. But as of right now, since this article just came out, they're working on getting a vaccine for kids between 5 and 12 years old. Hopefully, they're thinking about sometime in the fall, before the end of the year, there'll be a vaccine for kids who are 5 to 12 years old. Also, another factor, too, is that there's also a disproportionate amount of people who are unvaccinated in states such as Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi, Missouri, and West Virginia. Our rates are lower than these states compared to, like, say, California, Wisconsin, New York, Washington. Those states, including our state, is that we have about 50% of people are better who are fully vaccinated, and at least about 60 to 70% of people have at least one dose. So that tells you right there, these states here, which unfortunately are in the Appalachian states in the southern part of the country, these states are very vulnerable, more vulnerable than, say, other states for people who are unvaccinated at a large number to get this. But as you know, people are traveling this summer, people moving around more getting out more than they did last summer. So it can go from one state to the other. And unfortunately, boom, all of a sudden, the whole entire country could be in a very bad situation with this. And then the third factor to watch out for is that it can also lead to hyper-local outbreaks, meaning that certain areas that are going back to for certain areas that are not been, have low vaccinated rates can really spread to other areas that people are vaccinated can start intermingling with people like that. And it can, all the progress that we made so far the last several months, again, many people, we can't vaccinate could go back to where business can shut down. You can start seeing more mass mandates put in place. They already have a mass mandate put back in place in Los Angeles County recently, where if you're vaccinated or not indoors, everyone has to wear a mask. So that can happen not only there, but other cities around the country. And it can definitely set our progress back to where we made already so far in this country. And that would be 
I think, a very unfortunate thing, to be honest, for the morale and the spirit of our country, and et cetera. The fourth thing is that we need to also understand is that there's still more to learn about the Delta variant, meaning that basically this Delta variant strain is still a lot of information out there that's not been known about it and how much of effect can affect people who are unvaccinated and how much of a damage can do to somebody compared to the coronavirus. We do know that it's more lethal but also can spread faster compared to the coronavirus, but we just don't know how much of an impact it's going to last for people who aren't vaccinated months, years down the road. And also the fifth thing to understand, and this is something I agree with too, is that vaccination is the best protection against the Delta variant. So that comes down to another issue I think is that if we get more people vaccinated in this country, we can get up to 70, 75% of people fully vaccinated throughout the U.S. I think it's going to help to bring down the Delta variant concern. And secondly, it would also make it more possible, make it easier or make it better that other variants will not pop up. And then we can continue our normal way of life and we can get even more assured that we're going to be out of this fully all the way with this pandemic. And we can go back to really, really being back to what it was back in early 2020 before March of last year and 2019 and so forth and so forth. So I really think that I encourage everybody to get their shots. If you haven't got vaccinated, get vaccinated. Even if you don't do it for yourself, do it for people that you love. If it's your mother, your father, your kids, you have a girlfriend, friends, your wife or husband, do it not only for yourself, but do it for other people in our society so we can keep moving forward in what we've been doing and, and not have to go take a major step back. So on to another topic that's a little bit more pleasant is our Milwaukee Bucks. As everybody knows, Game 5 was a thrilling game this past Saturday. The Bucks won 123-119 to 119 in Phoenix to go up three games to two, and tomorrow, I can say very happily, tomorrow, the Bucks are one win away from winning their first NBA championship since 1971. And for someone like myself who was born eight years later, I wasn't alive back then. I wasn't able to see that championship, or even back when they went to the finals the last time in 1974, but losing to Boston in seven games. This is great, because this is going to be a historical moment, potentially tomorrow, if they take care of business and win tomorrow. It's going to be a celebration here that I've not seen before in my life tomorrow, for one thing. And it's great for the city because Visit Milwaukee was an organization here in Milwaukee. Each Bucks home game during the playoffs, including now even during the NBA Finals, generates $3 million per game. And it goes towards lodging, entertainment, hotel, or lodging, hotel, entertainment, all the things downtown in the greater Milwaukee area impacting us in a great way. And now it's great for us economically at Bucks being the NBA Finals. But secondly, it's putting our city on the map nationally. ABC, pregame show and postgame shows here covering the games for the finals. We're getting talked about on ESPN. We're getting talked about on first take in the morning. Obviously, Stephen A. Smith talking about us and other people are talking about us on the national level. And I really believe it's the Bucks are getting their ultimate respect that they should have gotten. By winning tomorrow night, it's going to definitely cement that. And there's no other way to say that you can't give the Bucks their props. And like I said, it's great for our city. It brings attention to us. Now, hopefully, the Brewers can go ahead and get back to the World Series for the first time in 39 years and bring it home. And that'd be beyond unprecedented. That'd be something that it'd be like a dream that would come true. So I picked the Bucks to win six games before the series started, and I'm sticking to it. And I'm very confident we're going to win tomorrow. It's not going to be easy, but I'm very confident that Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday and everybody's going to step up to the plate. And they know that we got to win because you don't want to take a chance and lose game six and go back on Phoenix's home court to play a game seven where it could be up for grabs. So I think we're going to win. 
It'll be a big party tomorrow, big celebration or eruption, I should say. And then we have the victory parade, hopefully next weekend sometime, Saturday or Sunday, and I might try to partake in that potentially too myself. So with that being said, everybody, well, I'll see you, talk to you again in my next episode. Until then, stay warm, stay cool out there with the warm weather today. Keep it classy, and I'm out. I'm out.